This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Thank you for choosing the Dine Local ST podcast. Visit DineLocalST.com for the latest in restaurant offerings. Here's your host, Nick Shenton. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Dine Local San Diego podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shinton. Super excited to have Brandy Reynolds back with us from mm-hmm. actually from a trip to Spain. To, uh, so, so some super cool food experiences, keeping her stoked. Uh, and then we got Joe Herman in the podcast studio today talking some farm fresh farmer's market produce. And Joe, uh, the table is super green right now. You brought up a whole bunch of stuff out from the market. Tell us all about what you got here. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, we have all green veggies. Everything's so green. You know? <laughs> right? Everything's so green. And when we I'm talk not about, colorblind. Sure. When we talk about green, we're not just talking about the color. We're also talking about the age of stuff, too, right? Like, we have green blueberries, green strawberries, Absolutely. green garlic. Right. And, and they are all green, except for maybe the garlic, which is actually kind of reddish, right? Yeah, at the, at the, um, the base of the stem, we got a little red. We're... It's starting to get more mature, but but that's referring to the age, right? So yes. those are all young. And what are some characteristics of young green things, like well, green strawberries? For well, the, yeah, the berries, for instance, they're just they're pretty much just underripe. Mm-hmm. So, but that can be fun. It's a, just like a different medium to use them in. A lot of chefs are pickling them or curing them, marinating them, mm-hmm. things like that, or just using them fresh. They're more stringent, sour. That kind of thing. So more, you know, definitely applicable for your savory applications, applicable for your applications, you know. Um, (laughs) uh, But so super cool. And then we also have green garlic here too. But then that's – what's green garlic like? It's just younger garlic. It hasn't formed the full bulb yet. And so, do you use just the bottoms? Do you use the tops? Do you use the greens? You can what do you use the whole thing? The whole thing. It edible. gets a little bit more woody up top, but depending on what you're going to utilize it for, so a little bit more process orientated on right. the tops. So loaded with flavor. You know, you could certainly puree it into a soup or sauce. You know, we have we have pea tendrils, we have leeks. Um, another thing we're seeing is all everything's flowering. Yeah. So lots of blossoms and flowers. Blossoms from the stone fruit trees. Uh-huh. So we'll be looking forward to that. So cherry blossoms, plum blossoms, peach blossoms, down the line. I saw and some arugula blossoms. Arugula in blossoms, radish blossoms, Super. broccolis, mustard. So it's all coming in. So we have all these wonderful, pretty flowers. What's this which, yellow one that you brought in? That right is here? mustard. Flowering mustard. Yes. And, and the flowers they take, and the flowers often take on the characteristics of the plant too, right? Actually, so you, this is a mizuna flower. Oh, cool, mizuna. Yeah. But you know, if Which I taste is a the fl- you know, for a lot of these flowering plants, I mean, you know, when we talk about edible flowers, a lot of them you just taste like the pollen, and that's kind of it to it. It's kind of soapy, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I find that a lot of these more. A lot of these vegetable ones that the flower actually has a little bit of characteristics of the plant, uh, like the arugula, for instance, and radishes. You get that that pepperiness from the arugula. You get the spice from the radish in the flowers and stuff right. like that. What is uh, mustard flowers are kind of the same thing. You can get some of that heat too. Yeah, you get some of that heat. Uh, same thing with fava tendrils. The flowers on there mm-hmm. are just fava beans. Uh, we have we had some really great Portuguese kale flowers. That were just they were juicy. They it was like kale juice in your mouth. Now, what about the stone fruit blossoms? We kind of touched on those a little bit earlier. Those are going to be really like kind of floral themselves, right? As opposed yeah. to these so, other like more savory green flowers, right? I, t- I was tasting some um, plum blossoms and peach blossoms, and what they were almost like a frangipan flavor, like an almond bitter almond. Oh, cool! And uh, 
So that was really cool. We gave some of those to Chef Stephanie at Addison, and she did this really cool preservation process and then where they're salted and then um, soaked in a brine, and then they're dried out. So you could, like, make a powder out of them or anything like that. Blossom so powder. Just, that sounds elegant. So, cool. so it was pretty cool what she showed me. Cool. What else you got up here? I see some rhubarb and yeah, asparagus, a, another staple of spring, yeah, right? Asparagus has finally made its appearance. So, yeah, rhubarb is here. It will stay. And the asparagus is just coming in. We're, we're getting our first big batch this week. So no one knows quite yet. So the chefs, it will be a surprise for all the chefs that get to see it. And so we talked about green garlic a little bit, and I also see garlic scapes up there. So what's the difference between green garlic and a garlic scape? That's a great question. I'm going to reference the Specialty Produce app <laughs> to answer that. Cool. But, I mean, if you look at the – just looking at them physically. The scapes I, have like a bulb on them too. So bulb. is that like the flowering kind of – maybe like, you know, the the – they're like the tops, aren't they? The tops, yeah. Right, that pop out. That pop out. So is, is it like a different – those are a seasonal item, right? We only see the scapes during spring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just based on the maturity. Um, Joe is referencing yeah, the specialty, right pro- specialty Produce app as we speak, which is such a is the world's leading reference for when it comes to produce. And for all you chefs and consumers out there, it's such a great thing to have yeah. in your phone because really, I mean, we go to extensive lengths to catalog, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of items. Even if we find something that, uh, you know, we've never seen before, we go on a mission to try to get in just to get into the app to make it that resource for you guys. So Joe's checking out the, checking out the scapes in there. And, um, yeah, so it's just the flowering stalk of the, so, the garlic plant. So it's not, so again, so if the, the, the green garlic is going to be the bulb and the leaves that are coming off of that. And then the stalk that's going to come from the middle is where the scape comes from. So that's going to be the flower. Super cool. Right on. Uh, let's see. Then the, it has, you got some leeks up here too? Yeah, we have some leeks as well. Those are from Tutti Frutti. Oh, so uh, we have, and we have garlic chives as well. So another variety of garlic. But yeah, super green, flowering, just, just really represent. Oh, and there's one more thing I did see in the the farmers market: cool fiddle or cooler fiddlehead ferns. Yeah, that's fiddlehead another, ferns. So that's another spring. That's a foraged item, right? Yes, that's foraged. So, I think they're coming from the Pacific Northwest. Not that I think they are. Um, also, ramps are going to be making an appearance shortly. Ramps, we heard. So that that's another thing that's kind of in the garlic family. It's got garlic flavor, and that's another forage item only, right? You no, know, but you can't cultivate. Yeah, those. it's a wild leek. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you can't cultivate it. They have to be foraged. They have a, a garlicky onion flavor. Super popular amongst all chefs. I don't know anyone who wouldn't jump at the opportunity to use them to work with some ramps yeah. yeah so we should be getting that first shot of ramps in limited season on that and we'll see that in a little bit absolutely cool brandy uh back from spain yeah. and back on the truck talking to chefs welcome back first of all thank you and what have you been selling um so 
we are seeing spring stuff going out. Mm -hmm. And um, I had the opportunity at two restaurants this week because my parents are in town. So that's an excuse to eat. Exactly. Uh, We went to Lionfish and they had a sunumono salad, the cucumber, Mm -hmm. Persian shaved super thin. And it had chunks of like fresh tuna and salmon and seaweed that seriously just tastes like the ocean, like in a good way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was so good. Super fresh. And then we went to Ironside and had all of the desserts. Liz Olson, shout out to her. She's killing it. Over Everything there. she did. The bread to the dessert, so good every time. Yeah. She did a blood orange tart, super thick, like piece of pudding with meringue on top, toasted with segments and gels of different citruses. It was super beautiful and definitely my favorite one. Oh, all right. That sounds delicious. Yes. Also, beans are coming, which everyone's excited about. Yeah. Fava beans. Cool. Who's, you've been selling a lot of the favas? Yeah, definitely. have a couple accounts, 910, Juniper, and Lodge. They're all buying fava beans. Yeah, a little bit of work, but I mean, I, I love the flavor of a fresh fava bean. And and the green peas, too, have just been so dynamite coming out of that farmer's market. I, ha- I guess it's, you know, uh, due to all that beautiful rain that we've been getting, making all this green stuff just bright and vibrant. All right. Well, guys, that's going to do it for the Farmer's Market Report. Stay tuned, and we're going to get some gelato love up in here. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's that time for the main ingredient, and today we are so lucky to have Paolo Richard from gelato love and that's up in carlsbad and you guys got such a unique concept i've got so many questions for you today uh but let's just start out with the most basic of all questions what's the difference between gelato and ice cream i'm sure you get that one all the time yes that's uh, the most uh (laughs) requested answer um so gelato and ice cream are basically two frozen desserts Mm -hmm. there are some specific differences in the fat content for example um the regular gelato is uh usually half the fat. Uh, what's interesting, it's also half the air compared to ice cream. So ice cream is made 60% of air in, on average, mm-hmm. and the gelato is um, around 30, 35. Uh, also the temperature, gelato, which uh, by the way means frozen, mm-hmm. um, derives from a Latin word, um, is served at a much higher temperature, usually 15 degrees higher. So all the flavors and all the creaminess and just the taste uh, is enhanced mm-hmm. by by the texture and the temperature. And the richness, too. So for those of you who don't know, your taste buds are actually have a... A temperature zone where you're, where you are actually experiencing more of the flavor, and the colder the ice cream or gelato is served at, the less of it you actually taste. So the fact that gelato is a little bit warmer, you're getting a lot more flavor in it. And so let's talk about because you got such a unique concept, and we you've taken the the classical Italian gelato and you've brought it to. Uh, Southern California, but you're doing a couple different twists on it. You're in, in, you're incorporating California ingredients and California ways of thinking. And you've taken that even a step further for your choice of sweetener. Um, and it, this one, this is a product that I've never heard of. Allulose? Am I saying that right? <laughs> yes, it's a very innovative sugar, and it's actually a natural sugar. Uh, there's no nothing artificial about it. It's derived from fruits. Um, it's found in figs and jackfruits and grapes, uh, but in small quantities. Mm-hmm. So it is more expensive than sucrose. But the nice thing is that it has only ten percent of the calories, 
And also university uh, studies uh, show that it's not absorbed, uh, absorbed by our intestines. So it has no, um, it doesn't give a sugar rush. Okay. Uh, there's no glycemic index. So it's not harmful for, for the body. Yeah. And so when we talk about glycemic index, we talk about, you know, a lot of people are really concerned for that in a, for a bunch of different reasons for people who are on weight loss that so that we're talking about like something to be great for people who are doing keto or low carb right this would be, your dessert would work perfect for them right yes it would would Absolutely perfect for them. Um, and I feel like we're really mixing the Italian tradition, you know, uh, Italian tradition in food and, and wine is uh, definitely moderation. Mm-hmm. We like to have our foods, our desserts and our wine every day, but in small quantities. So I feel like already gelato was a much healthier choice um, with, with you know, uh, one third of the sugar and half the fat. Uh, but we took it to another level just because, uh, you know, the conscious on what we're eating in California is so advanced yeah. that, uh, of course, we got influenced. Um, so, first of all, gelato is a food. It's not something you, you put in your mouth just to have something sweet. It has proteins. It has, you know, the fats you need. Um, we know sugar can, you know, can can be a problem. So, that's why we started to work on it with a traditional gelato maker and a food scientist. And after six months, they came up with, the, with this um, recipe that holds still holds an amazing creaminess and flavor. And actually, I feel like the real flavors like the chocolate and pistachio and the vanilla beans are enhanced because you don't taste the sweet so much, but you taste the real ingredients. Wow, that sounds absolutely delicious. And, you know, when we talk about what, another reasons why people are making these health-conscious decisions, you know, we, sugar is kind of perva- pervasive in, in a lot of, especially the, the processed foods and the American foods that we eat and being able to have this option, which is, you know, also le- led this country to, you know, higher instances of diabetes than anywhere else around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to again, have those healthy options. And I think it fits just in, uh, in perfect what you're doing up in North County, because you do have a, a little bit more concentrated of health conscious people up there. And you, you've, Talking about a little bit of you're going to start selling to restaurants and and things like that, and you're kind of expanding too a little bit, right? Yes, we started with a gelato store in Carlsbad Village, which is Gaia Gelato, and it's been there for years. Um, and then the demand was so high that we decided to expand and build um, a bigger lab. Um, so we want to keep the artisanal production, but start distributing and have it more in hotel, restaurants, cafes, and actually anybody who wants to have gelato now, we can help them set up. You know, a little display or if the one pines um, in any form, you know, we, we can distribute it. And it's, it, it, the reason why, you, again, you've been in such demand is because you do have this unique product with such a, you know, there's been such there's such a demand for these keto, this, you know, low carb. And it's also gluten free then I would assume, too. Right. Yes, it is gluten free naturally. And I must say working with specialty produce has been amazing because they've been so supportive and in the ingredients we have. It's all the local fruits and the fresh fruits. And, you know, we squeeze the blood oranges. We clean by hand the strawberries. And that's how it works. And that's another secret of Italian cuisine. When you use uh, the greatest ingredients, it, it will be good. Yeah. 
Although I must be say we're working in a very harsh environment because can you imagine any other food um, that's frozen? I mean, you take the cream, you take the milk, you take fruits, uh, and then you throw them in your freezer. They're yeah. not going to taste good. <laughs> so it's a really um, a big science in finding a way to make it so smooth um, and creamy. And we use also other interesting ingredients. Um, one of them is inulin, for example, mm-hmm. which is a fiber sugar extracted from chicory. Um, now, that is considered as a pre- prebiotic, mm-hmm. meaning uh, that it's a fiber in your intestine. And so it actually um, is a good food for your good bacteria, mm-hmm. which is something else. We good wanna... intestinal health. Yes, yes, awesome. yes. So tell me, tell me about the creative process. When it, who is developing the recipes? And when you guys see, when you get inspired, you find, you know, these blood oranges, you're just like, wow, we got to make a gelato out of it. Well, how does that go from the inspiration to an actual gelato. Yes. So uh, we started, you know, I started with my cousin from Rome, Christina, and she went to the University of Flavors, which is considered the best uh, gelato school in the world. And so she started developing the, the, the recipes, having ideas on the ingredients we find here. But now I must say it's really a teamwork because we had other people like a chemist um, working with us, Panther Wild. And uh, it's also us. We have ideas every day. Um, we also work with chefs in restaurants and they come up with ideas with their own dessert and we make a, spe- a special custom-made gelato for them. Oh, wow. So you're really responsive to the, you know, the feedback that you're getting from both your, you know, more professional clientele and then and I guess, have you ever gotten requests for flavors from just normal you know, the average Joes walking in off the street, are they vocal on what they want? Yes, and we, we really go to extremes because uh, we are working on vegan recipes with coconut cream and cashew milk, but um, we're also serving a luxury butchery in um, Temecula, and they want uh, maple bacon. <laughs> so, <laughs> Got to get two different mixers for that one. Yes, huh? <laughs> yes. But we've been using goat cheese, um, you know, the, the pepper, uh, um, habanero, everything, you know, from spicy. We do serve a spicy chocolate with cayenne, which is very popular. Mm. Um, so there's really no limit uh, to what you can do. Oh, that's super nice. Well, if you haven't, you got to go check out Gelato Love up in Carlsbad and ask for it at your, your favorite restaurant and tell those chefs where to come get it. <laughs> yes, please, please. And we wait for you also. If you want to visit our facility, we're open for tasting sessions and Ooh. we'll offer classes and demos. Really? And, uh, so where exactly is your facility again? For so um, Gelato Love is now in the business park of Carsbad. We're mm-hmm. in the same complex uh, where other nice food are made, like Angel Salumi, Prager Brothers, O-Juice, um, and a couple of breweries. It's Carsbad Gateway Center. And all these productions also have a retail. So it's nice to buy the products were are they're actually made. They're made, yes. Oh wow! So that's a cool little uh, secret food destination we just let our listeners know about, uh, where all these awesome fine foods are made. Super cool. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Paola. It was such a pleasure having you guys. Uh, that's going to do it for us on this episode of the Dine Local San Diego podcast. Tune in next week. <laughs> The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. 
Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.